0: that if you're willing to change your mind you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited. <laughs> what? When, when am I excited, you guys? You probably listen to this and you're like, you start every show saying you're wicked excited, but it's because it's true. I am always just so delighted that I get to uh, talk with you guys, even though it feels like sometimes I'm talking at you because uh, this is one-way communication. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. I am just delighted to get to spend a little bit of time with you. So if my um, my voice, sound of my voice is in your ears right now, just thank you so, so, so much for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show podcast family. So today's episode, I'm calling this sucker um, Feathers, Feathers or Velcro. <laughs> feathers or Velcro. Uh, and let me just tell you, where this sucker, the inspiration for this came. So, I was talking with somebody in the nest, my spiritual membership and community, and uh, they were they were sharing something with me, and my response to them was about this topic, something that I said, and I'll I'll go I'll, I'll go into it a little bit deeper in a second, but just to set up the premise. Um, but I I mentioned the words feathers or Velcro, and one of the other members in the group said, he said. Oh my god, you should do a podcast about that. That'll be so good. <laughs> so, here we are. Here we are. I'm going to try to keep this one uh short and sweet. I was I was listening back to something the other day and I realized I had said I was going to keep it short and sweet and the episode ended up being 42 minutes. <laughs> so, uh I didn't quite quite stick to my timeline on that one, but this one I do plan on on keeping it pretty short. So, let me just kind of put into context. Um so a lot of times in this work that I do, right, as a, as a spiritual mentor, as a storyteller, writer, whatever, one of the things that I do is I deeply listen, right? That's one of the things I think in order to be a good coach or a mentor or a leader or um, uh, that's one level of things, but also to be a good writer and a good creative, what we really have to do is pay deep, close attention. We have to really be able to kind of take in What's happening around us? What's being said? What are we hearing? What are we seeing? What are we feeling? The, the, the vibe, the energy, all of it, right? We have to kind of use the five senses and then go beyond the five senses. So when I'm listening to people talk, uh, I'm also, I'm, I'm attuning to something, not just the words or the sounds. I'm sometimes attuning to what's not being said, like blah, blah, blah. blah. So as this person was talking, And this happens all the time. Uh, In this particular instance, the person I said this to was talking. But whenever somebody is talking to me, I do my best to be incredibly present and to pay attention because I don't want to miss what is being shown to me, revealed to me, trying to be hidden from me. And I'm not saying consciously, just like sometimes even in our unconscious, it's why we talk about having blind spots, right? It's about having blind spots. Um, So one of my jobs, especially when I'm in a mentoring role capacity, is to really deeply pay attention. And so what, uh, as a storyteller though, one of the things that my ears is fine-tuned for um, in, uh, as the role of a spiritual mentor and also being a storyteller is I can hear a pretty good, I can recognize when, when a bill of goods is being sold to me, like I can recognize when there's a story that's taking place. And remember a lot of times when, when I use the word stories, when it comes to, in relation to spiritual mentoring, what I'm also talking about is people's like beliefs and patterns and conditioning, right? Because we often have incidents or things that happen to us when we're small when we're children, and then we assign meaning to them. So let's just say you make an innocent mistake. You're very uh, emotionally unintelligent. Um, Let's just make this up, right? One of your parents, no patience, uh, has their own trauma. They've never processed. Um, They don't know how to use their words. They're not thinking about how anything is going to affect you, whatever, emotionally and spiritually immature, trying to work out their own shit, but they've never done that. So You make an innocent mistake. They have no patience. They're short-tempered, short-fused, and they all of a sudden yell at you and they call you fucking stupid. Okay, so- What often happens as little kids is we do not put the blame on like the adult, right? We don't say, oh, well, (laughs) we automatically assume it's us. We automatically assume that we're the problem. We automatically believe the adults usually in our lives when we're that little. We take their words as gospel truth. So rather than question the source and where this is coming from, because our brains aren't even developed at that point, right? Um, We actually assign meaning to that. So they say we're stupid. It must be true. And then we start to have this cycle of belief, right? I call it your BS, your bullshit, right? And it's like your beliefs and your stories, your blind spots and your um, systems of making sense in the world. Um, So you got your BS belief now, right? Like I've got this story that I am stupid. And if we don't like question these things, these things end up kind of getting coded into us, right? And then eventually these beliefs will become the ways that we um, start to think about ourselves, think about the world, how we show up in the world. It's like, you know, it's self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever, but it doesn't usually start with us. So when I'm listening to things and I notice that there's a story or whatever, and sometimes it's literally a story, right? Somebody is saying to me, well, I got up this morning and I went to the store and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this happened. And, and um, one of the things that I often ask people is like, what do we want to do with this thing that has happened? what do we want to do with this story this history this incident this circumstance this situation right what do we want to do with it now so a lot of times we have like i said all the stuff that happened to us when we were kids that we assigned meaning to and a lot of that work is like undoing unraveling what we've been told about ourselves the lies that we've been told about ourselves um, the trauma that has kind of gotten into our nervous systems, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of it is like undoing, but sometimes like in a play-by-play, you know how like if there's a football game or a baseball game or whatever going on, whatever sport you like to watch and they're doing like a play-by-play action, right? That's often happening when people are, you know, reporting their stories to us. I went here and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened, okay? Okay. But we can do something as adults now about the meaning that we've assigned to a thing. So where feathers and Velcros kind of come into it is I was using the analogy um, of when somebody does something, right? And we often think somebody does something to us, but something happens and we'll be like, and then they said this, and then they did this. And one of the things that I was saying to, uh, in this particular instance, I said to this person, well, what are you walking around wearing? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, do you wanna be wearing a suit of feathers or a suit of Velcro? And to be clear here, I'm not talking about real feathers, right, because I'm all about, uh, you know, I'm an animal advocate, I I don't believe in wearing down jackets and stuff like that. I'm like, let the poor animals keep their own feathers. But what I was saying is metaphorically. So you know how like birds, I was using this as an example, you know how birds will, if they get water on their feathers, that literally what they say, let it roll off your back because feathers are made in such a way where they're like waterproof and something drops on them. And it just like, it just rolls right off of them. So that to me is like wearing a suit of feathers. And we're going to dive a little bit more into that. I said, or You could walk around wearing a suit of Velcro, which is whatever bullshit, whatever thing that you walk by, right? You just like, you pick it up and you attach it to yourself and then you start dragging it around, like either on you, behind you, all this extra weight. And so there are going to be times in our lives when people are going to say unkind things, cruel things. Mean things, stupid things, right? They're gonna come at us and try to attack us verbally and say these things to us. And I was like, well, we can either make it the gospel truth, take it on as um, as now ours to carry this belief. So their anger, their rage, their impatience, their 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 own bullshit programming. We can take it on like a suit of velcro, like. Ch- 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 and just stick it to us and now be dragging all this stuff that was never ours to begin with. Or like the very smart, beautiful birds, we can learn to let things kind of roll off our back. Now, here's the thing. This doesn't mean that we just like ping, 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 deflect things that are being said, because sometimes people um, might be saying something that although we do not like to hear it, It might still be worth our attention. You know what I'm saying? It might still be worth us taking a little ganda, a little look at it and going like, ooh, because a lot of times when um, we hear something that makes us like, oh, like ouchy," like I, I'm kind of taking my shoulders and folding them forward to like protect my heart, protect my chest. It's like, oh, sometimes it lands because it's true. Sometimes it lands because we we like pee, something stinks here. We sniff, we sniff our own bullshit, and then somebody's reflecting it back to us. So I'm not saying that everything should just roll off our back. Sometimes there should be a nice, healthy pause. And we get to kind of like look at the thing and go, like, ooh, yeah, that's worth my attention. But look, you guys, there's just gonna be some times in our life where people are coming from their own wound, they're coming from their own history and their own trauma. They're not thinking about the effects, you know, the effects of their words. And um, so they just kind of lob it. And I, I, I sometimes, I always keep saying I have to get a better example, but I, I sometimes uh, liken it to this. So if I'm standing out on, uh, I went to go visit my friend and I'm standing on their front lawn and their dog is like with them in the front lawn. So the three of us, of us were out there right just enjoying the conversation and then like all of a sudden their dog just took a big fresh piling you know steamy poop just like boop nice warm hot poop just right on the lawn right if that person decided to reach down and pick it up and toss it to you just because it's theirs and their dog it's their shit, and they try to toss it to you you do not have to catch it you can drop what do they say stop drop and roll (laughs) you can bob and weave you can duck But no no part of it says stand there and let it hit you or stand there and catch it and stand there and like hold it, right? It's like, just because somebody tosses shit at you, you do not have, like they hot potato your ass. You don't have to even catch it. You could just let it, you know, like hit you and roll off or whatever. So that's what I'm talking about. There are gonna be some times when people out of their own suffering uh, and out of their own um, lack of emotional intelligence or spiritual maturity, Um, They're not going to be able to handle the pressure that they're feeling inside. So they're going to judge. They're going to attack. They're going to say things before thinking. They're going to say things maybe that are cruel or unkind um, and not necessary, but they'll do it anyways. And if you don't have a strong sense of self, then you don't have a suit of feathers, right? You're going to be like that Velcro where stuff is going to get tossed to you and it's going to stick to you. And it's going to eventually become so heavy, this suit, where you're going to get totally weighed down. So I think one of the great gifts of having spiritual tools in your spiritual toolkit is you start to get very clear, a lot of clarity around what is mine, what is not mine. Does this deserve my attention? Should I really take a look at this? Because it's like considering the source. If it's somebody who has always been antagonistic to you, has always tried to keep you small, always try to put you in a block, a box, always trying to blame you, whatever, like, you know, you can really kind of gauge like, okay, this person just does not have my best interest at heart. And I always say it like this, um, in my own personal life, the rule that I kind of live by, it's not a rule, but the thing that I kind of operate from is, uh, I always say, I can hear pretty much anything um, if I know you're saying it to me out of love. If you're saying it to me to try to demean me or uh, keep me small or take my power away or make me feel stupid or be superior to me or make yourself special, like if you come at me kind of like a total dick, I'm not really interested. But I can really sit down and listen to hard things. I can hear difficult things, right? I can be told things um, as long as people are being mindful about how they're sharing that information that is my preference, of course. (laughs) It doesn't mean people always do that, right? Because sometimes people speak out of turn. People speak from, again, a place of impatience or lack or scarcity or fear. Their fear gets the best of them. And sometimes people just blurt things out. But I think most people, I'm not going to say all because I know all is not true, but I think most people, when, when somebody we love, if they come to us, to have a difficult conversation or to share something or give us a little feedback or insight or whatever, we can listen to it if we know that they truly love us. But if we don't have self-love first, if we're not able to see our own value first, if we're not like able to, to deeply like root our feet down, plant our feet and stand in the knowing of our true selves that we are already loved as one of God's kids, we are already loved and worthy and enough, then man, can you get, you can get knocked off. You can get knocked off course. So I kind of think of like, you know, my logo, you can see it behind me, that big peacock feather. So many reasons why I love peacocks. So many reasons why I love feathers. I actually have a collection of feathers too. If you see some of them back there, I have a collection of feathers as well. Um, you know, sustainably source feathers. Most of them I just find on the ground. <laughs> but thing about feathers is there's a lightness to them, right? Like the great thing about birds is they can transcend realms and they can, they can go beyond, they can, they can fly above the battleground and they can see things from a much greater perspective. So they're not at the same level of where the attack is happening. They can go up above it and have a different perspective and a different perception. It's a very powerful thing. So what I'm trying to say, you guys, if you have a suit of feathers, right? You can let some things roll off your back. You can have a lightness about you. You know that you have the power within you to transcend, transcend realms and transcend circumstances and transcend another person being an asshole. You know what I mean? And we can kind of take it, look at something from a different perspective. When you're wearing that Velcro suit, man, though, shit gets heavy. And I kind of talk about, um, I always say, like, if you insist on being offended by everything, that's, that's a Velcro suit. If you insist on picking up everybody else's opinions and thoughts and, and traumas and dramas and worries and fears and the shit that they try to throw at you, and if somebody's unkind to you and you don't stand in your own power and question the source of wh- wh- where that, where that information is coming from, this is where critical thinking is really, really, really important. But I want to encourage us all to start to take ourselves a little less seriously, to have a little more lightness and to be able to recognize, really recognize like what's going on here, what's mine and what's not mine. And there'll be times where somebody will come at me and I'll realize like, oh, that's there are times I always say that sometimes it is about you. Sometimes a person is saying maybe or using very strong language to point something out to you. Um, because maybe they're angry or upset or whatever. But it doesn't mean just because their delivery or their tone isn't the best that what they're saying doesn't have some resonance to it that you might want to sit your ass down and listen to it, right? But a lot of times it's like, I just don't think, uh, well, let me say this way. I think it's really important that we check ourselves, take a look at our own selves and say, how have I been reacting, quote unquote, reacting to things lately? Am I reacting Right, which is really we're in a pattern. We're not actually making a choice. We're reacting from our fears, our beliefs, our mental brain conditioning, the beliefs and stories that we've been telling. Or am I pausing long enough to have a lightness about myself to really kind of respond, choose to consciously respond from a place of love where I can see a bigger picture and I can make sure that I represent myself for the being that I really am, where I'm not all of a sudden just like tit for tatting or giving it back or being mean back, right? It takes it takes big spiritual kahunas and really big spiritual muscles, right? Uh, to be able to, uh, inner, and these are inner muscles, right? Inner attunement and inner alignment to be able to recognize that somebody is crying out for help. They're crying out for love and they might be doing it in a shitty way. But if we, uh, if we are not so um, knocked off our feet by another person's like, you know, energy vibe or, or what they're saying. And I mean this metaphorically, like uh, with words. I'm not talking about physically somebody uh, attacking us because in that case, you you know, you're probably going to have to do what you need to do to defend yourself. Um, you know, it makes no sense because that's just the, that's just the reptilian brain, right? It's, it's gonna, it's always looking out for danger and your natural response usually is to like, you know, protect yourself. But what I'm saying is, um, it would just be nice. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to move through the world kind of wearing a suit of feathers where we can let some things roll right off our back. And, And I think about my, my dogs, right? because Toby is an indoor cat. Toby pajamas is an indoor cat, but my, my dogs obviously go outside and they'll go out when it's raining. It was a funny thing with Buck, Buckminster biscuits who we just lost Buckaroo and Buckaroo hated the rain. I used to, I literally keep an umbrella on my porch. <laughs> I kept it, a big umbrella on my porch. Because when it was raining and we would go outside, like Buck hated it. So I would just walk, I would be his little valet and I would like hold the umbrella. So he wouldn't get, he wouldn't get, oh my God, buckets. So he wouldn't get water on him, uh, his little body. because uh, He hated it so much. But the other ones, like the littles, they don't care. They don't care. Scoots, Magoots, Mr. Peanut, like little peanut. He doesn't, they don't care about getting wet. Quincy's like, ah, eh, he doesn't love it, but he, he won't stop him. So now we just have three dogs who don't really mind the rain so much. And they come in and that's the thing. They can be out and it's like pouring out and they'll go out, they come back on the porch and what do they do? Like most animals do, they shake it off their fur. They just shake it right off, right? And then they're like back at it. They're in the house, I towel them down, we're all good to go. But as humans, like we get waterlogged. (laughs) As humans, like we got that Velcro where we insist on being offended. We insist on holding on to these things. And this is why like spiritual work, deep personal work, and it's inside out work, you guys, let's be clear about that. You know, we're talking about wearing these, um, these suits of like either feathers or Velcro, but they're internal. They're really internal. What we choose to do with what is said to us, what is spoken to us, what, what happens, our circumstances, all of these things, it's internally how we respond To these things. So, even though I'm using the metaphor of like a feather suit or a Velcro suit, it's like, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to respond from the inside? Am I going to react from my history, from that little kid that was wounded? Because, you know, as my friend Andre says, you know, unresolved trauma is always looking for a trigger. And that's the path that I'm talking about with that Velcro, where we're just moving through the world, just waiting to be offended. And I know people are like, look, it, w- it would take me if I wanted to let myself, it would take me about two minutes to be offended <laughs> if I wanted to. I could go out, I could go on Google right now and find something probably in five seconds, never mind two minutes, find something that I would be like, that is fucking offensive to me, right? Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started about what's happening in Texas right now with this whole freaking abortion ban. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just come right through the screen and, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's another whole thing for another day. But so, um, I'm just going to say like, it's not that hard to like, to, to get offended, but we always have to take a look at first of all, who, what are the, what are the circumstances? Who are the players? What's the context, right. And what's happening because, um, you know, people will be throwing content at you right? Content, like their words, their stuff, the stuff they're saying, the behavior, that's all like content. It's what we do with the content, where we kind of put it into context based on our own history, our own experiences, and our own capacity, our own spiritual tools. And if we have a strong spiritual center, if we know the ground upon we stand, if we know that we have tools to navigate um, whatever life throws at us, This is one of the beautiful gifts of The Nest. This is why The Nest is an ongoing spiritual community and membership, because I know that life doesn't stop. As long as we are alive, life is going to continue to bring things to our door, right? As the great poet Rumi always says, this being human is a guest house. Every day, a new arrival. So every day, something's going to arise. And whether it's in a conversation, something you read, a text you get, a news, there's always gonna be opportunities to be disturbed, to be knocked off our center, to feel offended, to feel like we have to attack, defend, prove. And if we don't have, if we do not have the capacity to learn how to let some things roll off our back, to recognize this is not mine, this is not my fight, right? What's that saying? Not my circus, not my monkeys, right? But if we don't have some of those internal stabilizers in place, ooh, it's going to make being here a hell of a lot harder. So this is my invitation to you to just pause, take a look at how you've been showing up lately, how you've been feeling about things. We know that there's a lot of devi- there's been a lot of devices miss in this world these past five years five it's just been it's just been increasingly the tension it's like a rubber band that's being pulled too tight it's like oh god like we can just feel it there's all this tension there's a lot of othering going on there's a lot of like you know putting blame on other people and while like my whole thing is look we're going to disagree on a lot of shit it doesn't mean that we have to be cruel and unkind and othering to others right we we cannot let we i mean a lot of people do but if we want to survive as a species, we cannot let fear and divisiveness run the show. So our job as individuals is to do our own damn homework, to do our own work, take a look at ourselves. So just take a look at how you've been showing up and have you been walking around kind of with your dupes up looking for a reason to, to have to attack, defend, approve, having stuff just like stick to you and weigh you down like you're wearing that suit of Velcro. Or have you been able to kind of walk around in that light transcendent kind of with those inner feathers, right? Ready to just spread your wings and your tail feathers and just remember who you are as a child of God, as an extension of the divine, as the love that there is, as the light of the world, all the things that we can call ourselves, because when we start showing up that way. We do kind of have this ability to not take things so personally, to not hold on to things and to not re-trigger ourselves and to not to play out these old dramas that didn't serve us even the first time around. So you guys- I'd love to hear from you. And, you know, sometimes we're a little bit of both. Like sometimes we find like, you know, we'll have these, what we call in A Course of Miracles, special relationships where we're able, with other people, we're like, well, it doesn't bother me when they do that, but when this one does it, and it's usually somebody who's in um, relation to you in a way, whether it's a sibling or a parent or um, a boss or a coworker or whatever it is, you're just like, oh, this person always just, uh," and I'm doing this agitated things with my hands, (laughs) Uh, right? And it's just like, okay, so what's that about? Just be wicked curious. I mean, I feel like that's the prescription to so many things, right? Just be willing to be wicked curious and to go, what's really going on here? What do I really feel? Why is this triggering me? What? Where is this person coming from? And A Course in Miracles makes it so simple. It says, you know, people are either showing love or they're crying out for love. That's it. It's love or fear. That's it, right? People are either showing love, extending love, or they're crying out for love. They're crying out for help. And if you can just remember that, if you can just remember that, then you get to move through the world a little more lightly. You get to move through the world wearing that suit of feathers. So less Velcro, and if you find, if you're walking around with a bunch of hanger <laughs> you know, if you're walking around with a bunch of stuff on you and you're like, oh, that's not mine, sh- remove it, right? Even just visually, visually, you can think about yourself like slicing it off of you, getting some scissors or whatever it is, just sh- make it a game and just realize how many things that aren't even yours That maybe came from your grandparents that got passed to your parents that got passed down to you or things that an unstable ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever said to you or what somebody else did. Remember, this doesn't mean that we don't take responsibility for the the feedback that we earned, (laughs) the feedback that we earned and deserved, right? But I'm talking about um, what are some things maybe it's time to detach from? What are the things that sometimes it's maybe time to remove Uh, so we can allow ourselves to move through the world? with more joy and more, I mean, that's because they're our natural inheritance, you guys, happiness and peace are our natural inheritance. And if we're getting bogged down and weighed down and just stuck in our own crap or or waiting it, like just carrying around things that got tossed to us at a time when we were too young to know that it wasn't about us. Because again, little kids will always assume that it's them. It's their fault. It's they're the reason why that they weren't lovable enough. Not that their parents weren't capable of giving the love that the kid needed. We automatically assume it's us because we look up to our parents, uh, our earliest caregivers and caretakers, and we tend to put them on pedestals and we tend to think of um, it. it, And there's way, way more to it than this, but it's also really hard for a little mind. Um, It can be hard for a little mind to um, see their parents as imperfect. And we do this thing where we t- kind of want to like protect for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons. We want to protect the image that we've created. Um, but as adults, we get to be the adult that we needed when we were children. We get to kind of step into the role of authority and autonomy and agency. And uh, knowing that I always say that you have been anointed, you have been anointed by the divine. Um, so you get to show up um, now as your whole self, your holy self, your fully, you um, you're fully, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Innocent self. And I think that's what, you know, if if there was a, a, I think the innocent self, it is. I always think of like angels and wings and this lightness of being able to just transcend and lift beyond, to just kind of float nice and easy. And that's what I want for all of us. I wish we would all just take a little break <laughs> from attacking each other. Ooh, a little more love. A lot less fear, wouldn't that be nice? And you know, in the work that I do, I often talk about the fearless flow. And people are like, "Oh, does that mean I never have any fear?" And I'm like, "No, but we can. We do have the capacity to move through the world with, 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 like, we get to fear less. Little less fear goes a long way. So, you guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you're having a magnificent day. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, just thank you so much. And I always love to hear if something in particular landed for you, if you found it helpful, if it resonated, if it made sense, if you're like, oh my God, I'm feathers, I'm team feathers. I've been team Velcro and there's no shame in it. Here's the other thing. It's not like I'm sitting here. um trying to make anybody feel bad about it, but let's at least just be honest with ourselves because we can't change anything until we admit that there's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until we go like, oh yeah, you know, I've been kind of, um, I've been kind of doing that lately because I'm not taking good care of myself. I'm not doing my DSP, my daily spiritual practice. My mind hasn't been quite right. I haven't been in my right mind. So I've been way more fill in the blank, right? Sensitive, taking things personally, blah, 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 beating myself up, et cetera, et cetera. So my hope for everybody is always uh, liberation and freedom from the tyranny of their own mind. (laughs) So more liberation, more freedom, more fun, more flow. Uh, So you guys, that's it. I love you. Wherever you go, please leave the people and the place and the animals, the little critters, the little humans, right? Uh, All all the things that kind of are at our mercy that have less power than us, right? And may we leave them in the environment better than how we found it, wherever you go. May you be a blessing. Bye. you guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen Kenny show (laughs) i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. Because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkennycom backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.